This is the Stop Time Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Hopkins, and I'm here to engage you in thought-provoking motivational conversations around practicing the art of living in the moment. I'm a certified life coach, and I'm excited to dig deep and offer insights into embracing who we are and where we are at. So today I'm speaking with Samantha Williams, who made her Broadway debut in the Tony Award-winning hit musical, Dear Evan Hansen, playing the principal role of Alana Beck last year when she was in her junior year at Pace University. She will return to Broadway when it reopens, playing Emmy in the much-anticipated revival of Carolina Change. I should mention that just yesterday on June 29th, it was announced that the Broadway shutdown has been extended to January 2021. So that's new information. Welcome, Sammy. Hey. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for joining me today on Stop Time. Thank you for having me. So if it's okay with you, I'd love to jump in right with the first question that I ask all my guests. So I'm just going to take you back to remembering the moment on March 12th when you found out that Broadway was shutting down. That was a moment. Um, We were, uh, I think we were going to, yeah, we were about to have our invited dress rehearsal. Um, We were, we got to the theater. Everyone was, the tensions were a bit high because that was the same day that the NBA announced that they were canceling their season. Mm -hmm. So everyone was like, well, if the NBA is not happening, Broadway's certainly not happening. And, you know, there were like rumors here and there throughout the theater, but I was still there. We were getting notes from the director sitting in like, it was all normal. Um, and then we had, a, like we were like, went to get like a, for a break or something. And when we got back, we had like a company meeting and they were like, we're going to have to not do it, the show today. We'll probably be back in about two weeks when this all settles down. <laughs> Little did we know. Yeah. Um, but it's really funny because I was actually so happy that we got, because I, I thought it was only going to be like a week, two weeks. Yeah. So I was like, this is awesome. I get to rest my voice. Uh, like rethink notes that I've get, I've been given, like really I can come like strong and like ready. Mm. Um, so I was like, this is awesome. And then, you know, it turned not awesome very quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fair enough. And were you, where were you in the, in the process? Were you in previews? You hadn't opened yet, right? But yeah, we were, we were in our invited dress. We were about to have our, that day was our invited dress. And then the next day was our first preview. Wow. So you were just about to go in and wow. So what was your greatest concern? Well, I just was like, what am I going to, like, what am I going to do? Like, do I just go home? Because I just didn't know like what the vibe was when, when was everything going to happen again? So um, I decided to head home. And then while I was home, I was like, oh, like, this is going to be a minute. So I was just planning for fall. And I was just like trying to figure out how to get out of my lease because I didn't want to be paying rent for an apartment I wasn't living in. Uh, I just, it's just been like a whirlwind of events and emotions. But yeah, I think my biggest concern was just like keeping myself fresh, keeping the material fresh and like relevant to me uh, so that it didn't like grow old or like I didn't forget anything. But now it's like not happening to the spring, so I've put it away. I mean, it all happened very quickly, as you said. Yeah. And I love that you um, were able to immediately 
you know, take advantage of in a good way, think, oh, no, this is a good thing. Two weeks is perfect time just to like settle into everything, let marinate, right? Yeah, yeah. I was excited. It was so funny. I was like, I was like, oh great. <laughs> like I was tired. I had just come from Dear Evan Hansen and like straight to this rehearsal process. Like I truly needed a break. And I think I was like ex- and I was really excited because I was like, my performance I feel for myself will be better. Mm-hmm. And it still will. It is yeah. come back so much more rested and, and um, focused, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, that makes perfect sense. I'm curious, though, when did that shift, like, you know, because when you're in that mindset of, okay, two weeks, and two weeks goes by pretty quick, right? Yeah. So what came next for you in terms of finding out and then sort of what shifted for you once you heard that it was going to be longer? Yeah. So then we had... I think we had like a fake opening like on Zoom with like the whole cast. <laughs> like a week later, um, we got an email from Todd Hames, the artistic director of Roundabout, saying that uh, Broadway slash our show won't be back till fall. But like, mm. um, and then like my chest, I was like, oh, like no. And mm-hmm. I went through a whole stage of just like, I just didn't know what I was doing. I was, I didn't know like what to do with my days. It, I was really bummed for like a month, honestly. And I just like, didn't want to like, I had an attitude, like it just like was not good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like what I love. It's like my, it's so a part of my identity, I think is what I'm realizing. Mm. And like in a way that's good, but also in a way like that's not healthy. So like during this time, I've just kind of been finding new things that define who I am that aren't related to my art um, or are, but I can separate. Um, so it's been really, it's been really interesting. Mm, that's interesting. Talk to me a little bit more about, about that. That's, um, that's a really great discovery. It sounds like you, you made. This really like put everything into perspective for me because mm-hmm. I don't, I've never separated myself for as long as I've been able to know what myself, to know myself. I've never separated myself from my art. If I ever did anything, it was the intention of being a better artist. If I did yoga, it was because I wanted to be more grounded in acting class. If I, you know, if I meditated, it was to have a clear mind for the song that I was about to sing. It was never like for my own self and for my own walk of life. So um, now I'm doing all those things without the intention, without like the next step of like having a performance or, you know, it's just like literally for myself. Um, and it's been really interesting. It's also like telling that like it took, I didn't, I don't have anything without my art. Like I, I didn't have like any like hobby that didn't have anything to do with like, that didn't have anything to do with like the arts. So I've just been kind of trying to figure out like what that is for me and like my other interests. So it's been really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Those are some pretty big discoveries. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's really great. And so do you, do you find that, that your sort of mindset has shifted and is something that you'll take with you when you do go back to work? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I, think I'll be more well-rounded as a human um, instead of a musical theater machine, um, <laughs> which I like, which is part of me, but it is, it's, I'll be more like whole, like just a whole 
artist, whole human, um, which I think that kind of work is always better to watch, <laughs> in my opinion, and it feels better to do. So, um, yeah, and I think, yeah, I'll be, I, I'll just feel more well-rounded, um, which will help me for the rest of my life, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. You know, we've talked a lot with, with my guests about these, these systems that we all follow that sort of keep us in line that seem to define us and help us. They seem to be really helping us until they're taken away, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they're taken away and then you're like, oh, right. So when they're gone, what's left? Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really it was so It was so crazy because it's like, oh, my God, like everything I've always wanted was able to be like snatched away in like a sec in a day. Mm. So it was just like, what am I left with, you know? And yeah. I was left with nothing at the beginning, but now I'm, I have, I'm finding things that I have that are mine. Um, yeah. yeah well, so and it's so interesting that you say I was left with nothing. Cause how, how true is that? I mean, you were left looking at yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, as a segue, I mean, you know, how in the moment were you right then? I felt so small, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Until I realized like I, I am, it's like the whole thing. Like I am enough. I, I will like, I have other things that define me that are not that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're human beings, right? Not human doings. Yeah. No, that's so exciting though. Um, that you've learned this. What a gift. Yeah, what a gift. Oh my God, what a gift. And I think it's so, oh my God, it's so great that I learned this now before everything gets crazy when I go back because I feel like, I truly, truly feel like there's a reason for everything and it's different for everyone. But right now, like, you know, like the effect is coronavirus, but like, what is the reason for you? Like, why were you given this time by the universe? and I think for me, it was to figure this out because I was so excited and so grateful to be going on the journey that I was about to go on with Carolina Change and like be a lead in a Broadway musical. But now when I go, when, when I get to do this again, I'll be coming at it a lot more focused and a lot more grounded, I think, than I was before. And so I think that that's this reason. I don't think... I think it would have been successful, but I think, I don't think I would have been as happy, I think, Mm -hmm. without having this time and without really knowing myself. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt that had you gone on and it had opened as it was supposed to and whatnot, that you would have done a fabulous job and probably learned a ton and that experience would have been great too. Um, But I love that, you know, you're able to shift your perspective to say, okay, but now I have this and guess what? And, and it's like, you know, you're in the growth mindset, right? You're like learning from everything. I love that. That's beautiful. When you were cast initially in Carolina change, do you remember like, so before all this happened Mm -hmm. and you were, and, and you got the gig, what was your greatest fear then? Do you remember? My greatest fear. Yeah. Ooh, that's so, oh my God, that's such a, I have it. Like it's so, I know exactly what it is because it's still a fear. <laughs> Ever since, um, I can talk, I can speak candidly. Ever, Dear Van Hansen was an interesting experience for me as a young performer. Uh, it, I've always been a very confident, courageous performer. 
and it's something I like give that to myself. But after that show, it was a machine show and just my role in it, my confidence dwindled away and mm. artistically I was not fulfilled at all. Mm. Um, so I was able to go into the audition room and get the role. But when I got it, I was questioning whether I could actually do it because I had been stuck in a show that like was not, that made me feel super small. So I started to believe that. So I wasn't sure if, if, if like the version of me before Dear Evan Hansen would come back and, and, and make me be able to do this. Um, so there's like a lot of like imposter syndrome of like, Oh, like, I don't think, I don't think they chose the right person, you know? Um, but I was just way back in behind, like, you know, way back in my mind, but it was still there, you know? Um, but then as soon as we started the process, I was like, ah, yes. Like art again, like real, like grounded, like work. Um, and I, I felt reignited, but for like that year, ish and a half in German Hansen, like my light was just dimmed completely, even though it was my Broadway debut, which was kind of sad, but um, yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's, that's so real though, what you describe, you know, and, and kind of what we we're talking about earlier about the sort of goal oriented, you know, you keep talking about sort of the, the robot or what, how did you call it? You called it the like a machine show. Yeah. Machine show. I love that. Um, and, and that, you know, you could apply that to any career, right. In our yeah. business or otherwise. And, and it's so interesting because, you know, as long as you, you know, all the parts are oiled and working, then you're going to deliver the product just like McDonald's or like, you know, anything else. And that combined with you being very young, you, you having, you know, this very popular show that you were in and all the expectations and limiting beliefs around, you should be happy, you've arrived. And then to feel that way yeah. um, is, is so real. And it, it really plays into that idea of, you know, it's not about the destination, right? It's really, yeah, it's really not. Yeah. But I was so grateful. So it was like this weird, like, tug of war of like gratitude and like knowing that this was not good for my artistry in any way. Yeah. Um, but I will say I learned a skill, which is mm. replacing, like learning how to replace someone um, in this, like in a show and like learning how to work with different directors that are like that, that do want like a product um, and trying to figure out ways for myself to deliver that, but still keep it real for me. Yes. Um, so that was a skill I learned. Thank you so much for sharing because, you know, you're kind of, you're talking about really, you know, fear-based values, you know, versus yeah. conscious-based values, right? And sort of, you know, although you were aware that there, there is value in every situation, including that one, you yeah. were aware of how it was coming up against some of your values and, and yeah. recognize that takes a lot of strength, you know? Yeah. So it kind of makes real sense that when you were cast into Carolina Change, you suddenly have this lead role with this very important show. Yeah. Um, at this, you know, intersection of everything that's going on in the world and stuff. Yeah. Imagine that the weight would be huge for you to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had to unlearn a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't remember how to try things. It was like this weird thing where I had to like, you know, like kind of like get out of myself, get yeah. out of my head which is something I never had, I've never dealt with as an artist. So it was like a new challenge. Um, but yeah, it's just so interesting how, dif how different 
shows um, how like their processes just are yeah. completely different. Yeah, and as you said, you know, in that continued work of um, developing yourself outside being defined by what you do, that will be easier to do because you'll be able to have perspective. It, exactly. it is, you know, it won't be defining you. So your life can't be, you know, you'll choose to do it with this new knowledge and so on. And, and that's, that's an awesome strength. Great. That's so, so, so cool. What is your definition of living in the moment? I feel living in the moment is when I feel like when I'm living in the moment, my mind is quiet. Um, and I'm listening. Um, and that's like in the moment on stage and also in the moment in life. If, mm -hmm. I, if I'm really attentive and not listening to someone else talking or anything, but like just listening to like my surroundings and I like know that I'm there. Um, um, also taking advantage of the present rather than dwelling on the past or worrying about the future. Um, I think that's living in the moment for sure. Yeah. How often would you say you're able to get there? <laughs> right now I go through, you know, it just depends on the day. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I used, honestly, like before Dear Van Hansen, I truly will say that I was always, not always, but most times like there, I wasn't ever really worrying about anything. Um, then as soon as I like learned what getting in my head was, I started to like not always be present um, and like just dwelling on things that may have happened or just in the past. Um, right now, in this weird time, sometimes I feel like I'm really present and usually it's when I'm doing something that brings me joy, but Sometimes if I'm just existing, I find that I'm probably thinking about like what's going to happen or what happened before this or, you know, mm -hmm. um, so it just depends. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm curious to know when you catch yourself, because it sounds like you've been there. It sounds like you, you're familiar with what that space feels like. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious what, what the voice in your head says to you when you catch yourself you know, as you said, dwelling in the past or worrying about stuff. What does the what does your voice in your head tell you at that point? I just remind myself to breathe, honestly, mm -hmm. and to let it go because I'm thinking about it, but no one else is. You know, it's I I feel like we always think like our problems are like everyone's problems, but they're really not. Usually, people are so worried about themselves. You know, um, so I I just remind myself to take three deep breaths and usually that just like steps me back into where I am. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, there's so many things that we can't control, but what we can control is how, how we feel or how we respond. Yeah. How we respond for sure. How much time would you say you spend, you know, worrying about things that you can't control? A lot of time. <laughs> A lot of time. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I used to not be a worrier, but just with everything going on, like, oof, I'm, I'm always just kind of, like, on edge, um, which is why I started journaling, and, like, I mean, not always, actually. I think before, 
like, you know, that month period I was telling you about where I was like kind of like in limbo. Mm -hmm. um, I've spent a lot of that time worrying and trying to figure everything out. And then as soon as I like decided to take control, as you said, of my reality, mm -hmm. um, everything started kind of like easing down, you know, but I still have my days for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, you know, you can't always be resonating at the same frequency, right? I mean, we'd be yeah. pretty well folks if that were the case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. What is unique about you that can't be changed unless you want to change it, I guess? Ooh, that's such a good question. I feel like I don't think anyone can take away just like my optimism mm. and my kindness. Although people have tried. <laughs> uh, that is like one thing that I like hold so, it's just such like an important um, moral. It's just something that I like leading with kindness, leading with optimism and just like brightness, honestly. So I guess I'd say brightness. Yeah. I don't think anyone can, can take away my brightness um, except for myself. Mm, I can't help but think about how you described your experience in, in Dear Evan Hansen. Makes sense that that would really make you feel unbalanced. Yeah, super unbalanced. Oh, that's such a good word. Like, very unbalanced. Like, just looking back on it, you know, that's just the way that it was. You know, everyone was going through the same thing. But I allowed it to get to me. Mm. I allowed myself to to become small. So what would be different about you now? What, with that learning, because you're clearly learning something about yourself. And as you described this, this very strong value of showing up in a very positive way, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, a, you know, just being open. And, and yeah. um, so clearly that's one of your highest held values. Yeah. Um, and something that you won't let anyone take away from you. So, I'm, I'm curious to know if you are in a situation again, be it work or conversation or really anything, it doesn't need to be in the theater. Um, how are you going to honor that value? What have you learned? Yeah, I think I've learned um, first off that in the theater world, everyone wants to make sure that their job is important. So I think not taking that so personally, yeah. not really anything that personally, um, theater in regard in regards to theater. And then in just life in general, I think having, expressing more empathy with myself, um, cause I'm like very empathetic to everyone. I have a lot of empathy for everything, everyone's experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but by doing that, a lot of times it like drowns me out. Um, so I think sharing more empathy with myself and, um, and just remembering that everyone is going through their own thing. So really just not taking anything too personally, I think. Mm. Yes, that's, that's a great insight. Yeah. That's how you shared, um, you know, in the, in the coaching work that I do, you described that level four of, we, we call it compassion. That's the word I was looking for, compassion. Well, yeah, no, you're obviously a very compassionate person, but you also nailed the, the, 
this sort of disadvantage of resonating there too fully, which is burnout, boundaries, not giving enough compassion to yourself. All the stuff that you said is exactly a potential, um, you know, pitfall of just living there all the time because, you know, not refilling your own cup, you know, as it were. Yeah. Um, And I love that recognition of, not taking things personally because it isn't yeah. about you what other people do say or whatever isn't about you right no yeah no. i'd be remiss not to ask you a little bit about and i'm sure we could go on and on and so um but the the carolina change obviously the musical is set in louisiana during american civil rights movement right yeah. <laughs> and so Caroline's daughter, Emmy, who you play, embodies this spirited, hopeful, you know, revolutionary energy that yeah. is, that's rising up in America again right now. Yeah. You know, it's an important show, and you're playing a very important role. I'm sure you have – I'd love to just – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just so, so relevant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so funny. I was looking – I was, like, going through the script when everything started kind of – bubbling up and almost everything I everything that's happening first off is repeated you know my character is taking down like the whole thing is that she like takes down a statue um uh and she she's just so radical and ready for change and um throughout the whole show she's trying to push her mom to change you know it's it's like the old generation and the new generation. And I see that now happening. And I feel so like tied to her um, just as a black person in America right now. And as a black young person, um, as a black young radical person, I, I believe in radical change. I feel like it's so possible if we all just decide that it is, you know, um, uh, but yeah, it's just so, it's so unfortunately relevant. Um, and, uh, it's, it's going to shake everything once it happens, I think. And, um, this time feels different. It feels, I mean, I wasn't alive during Civil Rights Movement, obviously, but I'm alive during this one. And from the research, I was doing so much research when I was doing the character and, uh, it's just, the parallels are just insane. Like history is repeating itself, but I, and I'm hoping that this is like the time, you know, where it all kind of um, not ends. Cause I, I don't think it's like ever ending, but where people finally realize and change mm-hmm. is actually made. Um, yeah. And I'm so excited to be in, to just, I know how, how, where it is that we get to do theater, musical theater that is like so telling of the times and so representative of what's going on. Um, um, it was relevant in the, in the early 2000s. It's relevant in the 60s, it's relevant now. So yeah, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so excited to have the privilege to use my art as protest and get paid for it. <laughs> like that yeah. you don't ever really get that so yeah no absolutely and and how amazing right when you were talking earlier about bringing together like you didn't want to be defined by your art so this is like yeah. the perfect synergy of 
Oh yeah. Of who you are as a person, you know, showing up optimistically radical <laughs> in, in your art um, yeah. at the right time. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so, like, I'm fully myself. Like there's no, like, it's like, I'm like, it's so, I'm so lucky that it's, it's so close to me. And it, especially now it's like, I'm not saying anything I wouldn't say in real life or I haven't said. Exactly. So it's exactly. really cool. It's going to be very exciting to see you in that role um, and to see, you know, it's so funny because, you know, we talk about bringing a piece of ourselves into roles, you know, versus, you know, playing it the way someone else wants you to play or whatever. And I'm confident that you're going to bring, be able to do that, to bring a part of you, bring, you know, bring a part of, you know, the generation that you represent. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. And yeah, I, it's gonna be like cool. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, it's so important, and I'm so excited for you. And I'm I'm yeah. really glad. Where do you see yourself three years from now? I hope that three years from now I've built a good reputation, um, enough for me to start my own. I've always wanted to start a like movement, uh, like physical theater based company. Um, that works on like contemporary and classical work. I will have the, I hope to have the resources to start that in three years for sure. That's awesome. So what are the top three things that happened so far today? Today? Yeah. Uh, um, this. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I sent in a self-tape for an action movie that I taped yesterday, um, which is really cool and like, I wasn't sure if it was good or not, but, um, and, uh, oh, and I, my mom and I, I guess this is theory, theoretically today, my mom and I stayed up to like 2 a.m. last night taking oh. out, I had braids in my hair, we took okay. them all out, and we were listening to Modern Love on NPR, and it was just such a great moment. Um, I just love my mom so much. I love her so much. And I woke up this morning and my hair was curly again. And she was like, oh man, I miss the curls. And like, just that moment of like, I don't know, mom and daughter. Like I uh, love that woman so much. So yeah, those are probably the top three things. <laughs> Sammy, it's such a pleasure to, to uh, chat with you again. I just, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be in the moment with me and sharing your story. It's been really, really interesting. Um, and um, you know, I've been speaking today with Samantha Williams. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Thank you for having me. Yes, um, my pleasure. <laughs> in music, stop time is that beautiful moment where the band is suspended in rhythmic unison, supporting the soloist to express their individuality. In the moment, I encourage you to take that time and create your own rhythm. Until next time, I'm Lisa Hopkins. Thanks for listening.